Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Admitted, the Classics premier college admissions podcast, where you hear essays, supplements, writing, and other application tips from real Townsend Harris students who got into their dream colleges. I'm your host, Elliot Heath, for this episode, the fifth episode. And my name's Catherine. Um, I'm your other host for today's episode. Um, today, we'll be talking with um, Sarah Robb about what got her into Stony Brook University. Sarah, congratulations on your commitment, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here. Uh, my name is Sarah Robb, and I'm a current senior at Townsend Harris High School, and I applied and got accepted into Stony Brook for chemical and molecular engineering and their woman in science engineering program. So the prompt that you chose for your common app, um, application um, was the first prompt, which is some students have a background, identity, interest, or talent that is so meaningful they believe their application would be incomplete without it. If this sounds like you, please share your story. So you can start reading your story whenever you're ready. The waves of homework deadlines churned in the back of my mind as I read a bedtime story to my infant niece. She gripped the pages of the picture book eagerly and her innocent eyes turned to look back at me when I took the slightest lapse in turning to the next illustration. She urged me with her limited infant elbowing to continue reading in a rather enthusiastic manner, which was the yellow yin to the blue yang I feeling that I actually embodied. So I began reading her the colorful books in a hyper-British accent which helped her calm down and focus. Once she pushed the book away, I'd put her to sleep and would go back to my work and dread scanning over the double-spaced, size 12 Times New Roman font. There was something missing. I lost the satisfaction I used to have when solving homework problems. I was constantly absorbing content and couldn't give back my unique perspective. I felt passive and not active. I felt disappointed in myself because I wasn't following the regimen Julie Cameron prescribed in her book, The Artist's Way, which was to have a date with your inner child every week and write or draw three pages every morning. I was losing my artist the more I was sucked deep into a steadying black hole with no way out. One plain winter Monday, I was given four choices for a history project and didn't expect much until I read the last choice over three times. We had an option to write a children's book for a unit that we had already covered in class. I immediately began listing plot ideas on an empty Google Doc. It was all I worked on during free and lunch periods and when the clock struck 12 at home. I was able to combine my love of writing and reading but had autonomy since the creative work I did in groups never fully satisfied me. My friends would notice that I spent less and less time with them and blasted Midnight City by M83 with my headphones in the library and skidded my black stylus. My story followed a wise and talented Native American girl on her journey to become the next matriarch for her tribe through archery and interactions with her people. I struck my stylus on the black drawing pad and gave birth to Katori's arrow. As I drew Katori in all the stages of her confidence evolving, it inspired me to reflect her into my own life as well. It was a subconscious friendship with an author and a character that I wouldn't have experienced otherwise and could treasure since it was the first. From the way she jumped at every opportunity to prove herself silently, letting her actions make all the noise, made me realize I could do the same instead of waiting for things to happen to me. As I presented the book to adults in the school, I fixed my posture and used a louder voice. I felt like my inner child was reborn after a hibernation. After sharing something I created, I felt lighter. I wanted to preserve that feeling for as long as I could. And later that day at home, my mother decided she wanted to share Katori's arrow to her class since they were in that history unit. I was excited that my unpublished book already got this much outreach, and I couldn't wait to see my niece and children like her hold a book I authored myself. I wanted to prove greater representation for my people in children's book or any media I create so they could feel at home wherever they were and not feel strange for believing different things or looking different than others. Thank you so much for sharing your like amazing essay. Um, so now we're going to get into some questions about the college essay writing process and like the application process. 
So a lot of your essay um, focuses on on a work of art and how you sort of use it and, and put your own spin on it. And even it eventually, of course, goes into your own artistic expression, right? Um, which I feel like is is um, a good um, tool that a lot of people use in their essays, right? Um, talking about um, other inspirations that they have to, to create things. So I guess... Could you talk a little bit more about the inspiration behind behind um, the story that you wrote? Well, we had to pick a unit, but it was like it was more than that. I think I had to read a lot of uh, children's books to my niece and babysit her because at the time my sister was going through like a divorce and she needed a lot of help. And so there was like a lot of emotions that I was feeling. And then I was kind of getting bad grades and I just needed a really good distraction and Art is like a hobby that I put like all of myself into. Like I always draw in my notes all the time. And like a lot of teachers have told me like to stop drawing and pay attention. Mm -hmm. So I realized that I wanted to just produce something great that had a lot of meaning. And I just tried to align myself with the main character of the book. And I actually did try archery and flushing. And so, cool. yeah. And so, um, I implemented that in the book and then she was competing with her friends and then um, people would like people voted for her in by putting stones into like nice Native American pots. And then she had to like the, the tribe like moved like they migrated and then she had to like talk to like an older hunter who was being stubborn and basically just like she showed her leadership through her actions. She wasn't all talk. And I think the story was I mean, the book was more meaningful to me because I drew everything by hand. Like I could have used, um, you know, online tools and stuff, but like I made sure to do everything by myself completely. And just it felt like I was giving birth to something and like being able to share that was also a rewarding experience. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Um, so a lot of people have like multiple drafts when they when they write their essays. So we just want to know like what challenges you came across when drafting it. And was the topic of your children's book something that you knew you wanted to focus on from the start, or did you change it? So, um, for my essay, I made a lot of my older family members read it, so because they already know me, and like I want, I want them to make sure that the language I was using was like authentic to me. Like I didn't try to sound too fancy or like not myself, um, and that it was like an efficient piece of writing. And then I also asked a lot of people from school that I wasn't even close to like strangers but like people in my grade that mm -hmm. are going into the field of science and that know how to write well and I made them read my essay because like to see if they can tell a lot about me from just reading that because in your college application like the the people who look over your college application, they're only going to spend like eight minutes looking at you. You're just a statistic to them. So you got to stand out a lot. And your essay kind of has that personal touch. So I wanted to ask strangers that didn't know me if my essay had that personal touch. I think that's a good segue because you mentioned um, asking other people going, other students going into the science field and you're majoring in um, molecular engineering. Um, so how would you sort of envision... Um, your path in college um, in regards to what you're doing with STEM um, in terms of like coursework, maybe extracurriculars? Okay, so I realized that in quarantine, I had like no motivation because mm -hmm. I was so detached from 
you know, talking to people. I love talking to people. So what happened was my sister-in-law recommended um, watching Spider-Man No Way Home. And I watched that and I saw how, you know, it was in New York City and Tom Holland, like, who was playing Spider-Man, was really good at, like, science and chemistry. And it inspired me to just, like, I could relate so much to that. So then I just started trying in school more. And I was just obsessed with, like, science from a young age but like I was like let me just get obsessed about this idea and then obviously as a teenager you're you're going through puberty you're gonna have acne and stuff so I had a lot and I felt really self-conscious and it prevented me from just like talking to people and smiling and just like making friends and I was like oh my god like I hate this and like I want to help other people like you know solve these issues and that's why I chose chemical and molecular engineering because I hope to go through like the business specialization and kind of like maybe have my own brand one day, but first like learn how to create skincare that's sustainable and also for a diverse group of people. Cause I feel like a lot of like skincare that when I go through like the like CVS or, you know, stores in Flushing, like Nature Republic. Like, it's like there's a lot of products for East Asians and white people, but then there's not a lot for like black people or brown people. And like everyone's different. And I think that like it it has to be addressed. And I want to address that with, you know, my unique perspective. That sounds amazing. You have like a whole plan out ahead of you. So um, you mentioned how you like thought of like wanting to go into into like molecular engineering since like quarantine I guess so did you do any like courses or extracurricular activities in like Townsend or like outside of Townsend that you think like correlate with this major or like helped you like discover this I think like for me um I have a lot of cousins that all live in New York City and a lot of them are older and then my family is like pretty well known so I was able to go to like a lot of like cool events but even like in weddings and stuff like I followed as many of those people as I could on social media and tried to connect with them with the content that they were uh, producing. And like, it was so interesting and I was just constantly being inspired. And so I think like my family gave me the opportunity to like network with a lot of like interesting people already in the STEM field. And so, and it's like, I know a lot of people don't have like that privilege. So I'm really grateful for that privilege of just being able to talk to those people and meeting them and just connecting with them um and so i think more than like i guess in school like more than being on the basketball team or being in the phoenix or the tennis and pickleball class in, in the morning with miss Hayacha, like oh, those things class yeah <laughs> yeah those things like helped i guess like build my confidence and like just talking to people and interacting and just having fun but um in terms of like just science i just love reading about it but then i don't know there's just like my artistic side that kind of like pushed me into it so nothing like clubs and stuff like that but hopefully i can get into that more in college because i need to <laughs> so circling back to just i guess the the applications the call obviously it's a very daunting season right um just applying to all these colleges deciding um, where to go um, and just what you're going to be considering financial aid and all these things. I guess, um, why Stony Brook specifically? Because um, I know it is a pretty, in Townsend, pretty common to apply to. Um, and a lot of Harrisites go, end up going to Stony Brook. Um, but I guess what specifically drew you to it? 
I think like the location, but also the vibe that I got from walking around campus. And I've had a lot of like people that I knew, like relatives and stuff that went there and they always had a good experience. But also uh, the experience is what you make out of it. But also the Brown community there is like really good, I heard. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that the program that I got into was like like the perfect one out of everything else. Um, And I was like, I don't really need to... I don't really want to go anywhere else because it's like the perfect thing right now for me. And um, I just want to be sort of close to my family. And yeah. To kind of wrap things up, um, what advice would you give to current students who are beginning the college application writing process and just the whole process in general? I think it's really important to explore your interests and talk to people that are at the level where you want to be and to like get mentors as many as you can and just try your best with like, just improve your confidence with whatever you can just keep doing it until you can't and also don't listen to advice from people that aren't who you want to be you know you got to align yourself with what you're interested in and you can't you can't like compare yourself to other people because everyone's journey is their own um and that sounds hard but just like sometimes you just gotta ghost yourself and just journal and figure it all out and just pray and just talk to your close friends because they're your assets well i think that wraps it up for this episode of admitted thank you to everyone involved in this episode uh, our producer and editor ryan young um our viewers for watching or listening um thank you to queller prep our sponsor for this episode and of course a big thank you to sarah for coming on uh reading her essay sharing such wonderful insight thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me for more episodes of Admitted, you can subscribe to us on YouTube at The Classic TV or check out our Spotify and Apple podcasts. You can also keep up with the latest from The Classic on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook, all at, at THHS Classic and on our website, THHSClassic.com and critic.THHSClassic.com. So see you next time on Admitted. Bye. Bye.